I love taboo stuff. I love it so much. I love taboo stuff. I'm not talking like my stepsister is stuck in the dryer or my stepdad is stuck in my Bronco's exhaust pipe. I'm talking about like I want to see a roadkill cook-off. Like a man juggling chainsaws, maybe with one leg or with one arm because he lost an arm juggling chainsaws. That seems like it would be a common occurrence if you're into those type of arts um would love to see like twins attached at the dome would love to see your mom god him put some pants on that dog i wasn't even gonna make this episode i was i was sleeping in my bed um i woke up at 6 a.m today because i joined a golf tournament a few weeks ago, and I don't know why I did that, but I woke up at 6 a.m. to go play some golf at 7, Um, went as you would expect, I'm not here to talk about that, I'm here to talk about, you know, taboo things and the shit that I want to go see this summer, Um, thank you all for joining, thank you all for being here, Uh, again, best part of my night coming on here even though i was in a slumber having some weird dreams man weird dreams so i don't know where this this podcast is going to go but i I normally don't so but i will take you back to the golf course just just for a split second because what i saw was was quite weird um right as i was entering the golf course i saw a dude come outside to smoke a cigarette, but he had a mask on. And as I was walking in, I saw him take one mask off and he had another mask. And then he took, he had three masks on. So he unveiled, unveiled, unveiled. And it, it reminded me that I was watching like Scooby-Doo, like finally getting the bad guy and unmasking him and being like, ha ha. But there was another mask on under that. Why are you wearing three masks? And smoking a cigarette? Like, dude, this is just so ass backwards. Listen, buddy, buddy, listen, buddy, that cigarette's gonna kill you a lot faster than COVID, probably. That that Virginia Slim that you're sucking down at 7 a.m. in the morning is probably gonna kill you quicker. You should probably, probably quit that. Three masks. Three masks. Um... And that's where we'll leave that because there, there wasn't anything else that happened at the golf course. But I'm happy to be here. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I did some wild shit as a young lad growing up when I was drinking. And I used to drink pretty severely. I used to drink a shit ton. I used to be able to polish off like an 18 rack loan. At the height of my drinking days, at the uh, at the pinnacle of my career, that was probably like 22 years old. Right now, I'm 34. I'm a grown ass man. You can't tell me what to do. I wipe my own ass. And I would just, dude. I would, straight up. I was an alcoholic. I don't think kids know that they're alcoholics when they're when they're in it. When they're with all their friends, because it just seems so normal. But dude, I would do some dumb shit, man. I would. Ha- I remember there's like a couple of moments in particular 
that really stand out. Um, I had my my friend's brother like <laughs> use this air duster can. Can't remember if I had him do it or he did it on his own. Either way, he used this air duster can, and if you sprayed it on your arm long enough, like you would freeze the hair on your arm. So he did this to my arm for about like, um, no exaggeration, maybe like three minutes for quite some time, dude. And everything was just frozen on my forearm. And after about five minutes of waiting, like it didn't go away. It was still frozen. And it was like, it was like a birthmark red. If you ever seen those birthmarks, they're just solid red. Looks like a sheet of skin is missing. That's what my arm was doing, man. And we're like, oh, fuck. We done messed up, man, because then an hour goes by, and now it's still red. And now a day goes by, and it's still red all over my forearm. I'm like, oh, Jesus, dude. We done fucked up. Um, eventually, it went away. It went away after a, a couple of weeks, actually. But it looked, like I had, uh, it looked like I had dipped my arm in some toxic waste and then had some, like, kids right on my arm with a crayon or a red marker. It looked horrible. Um, it didn't feel good either. It felt like a burn. That one sticks out in my head. Another one that sticks out in my head is, um, these illegal beers that I had probably when I was like 17, 16, 17. And I went to my brother's friend and we were drinking beers out of, uh, cans. And I tried to smash one on my head, except one of my brother's friends, Switched it with a full can. So it wasn't open. It was just a full can of beer. And I was so hammered that I couldn't tell the difference. And I tried to smash it on my head a couple of times. Obviously, it didn't break. Broke my brain. That much is clear. Um, But I got so nauseous, dude. I got so nauseous. And then he gave me a cube of... He told me it was a sugar cube. And it was actually a cube of, like artificial salty meat is just disgusting i can still like have a flashback and taste that oh god i i ate it for about like a couple seconds spit that shit right out got so nauseous and then on top of the concussion where i'm bleeding in my brain it was just a uh, a wild night um and then probably the uh the one that i remember the most is when this girl had mace on her keychain. I was at a party. Not like I don't know whose party this was. Me and my friends would always just show up at these random ass parties. Never knew how we got there. Didn't matter. We like to mingle. So we were at this party and I'm like, let me get that, let me get that mace. Hey, let me get that mace. I'm going in the military. I need to practice. I'm going in the police force. I need to practice. Like a complete idiot. That was me. And she gave me the mace. And I went outside and there was a little gathering. So there's probably like 40 people at this party, maybe like eight, eight to 10 came outside to witness this atrocity. And, uh, I took the mace and I sprayed myself in the eyes, right in the yard at nighttime. I'm like, yeah, bitch. And now thinking back on it, I probably did it because of the girl that I was dating who was just so hideously, hideously ugly. And I was probably trying to burn out my retinas to do me a favor. Um, the only thing that happened was I was in agony and pain on that, that front yard rolling around for about 
20 minutes and then some dude from the inside he was like the homeowner he's like here man take this milk dude put this milk on your eyes it'll help I'm like okay put milk on my eyes so i'm like dumping this gallon of milk on my eyeballs on my retinas because i just singed them out at point blank with mace pouring milk on my face at like midnight outside at a party and these these were like older kids so they're like yeah dance monkey dance dance monkey dance People would call me the walking comic strip. Not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. But uh, I took that to heart. I cherished that. The walking comic strip. Um, those are some of the reasons why I stopped drinking and the hangovers. The hangovers got so surreal, man. Just so much crippling anxiety the next morning. Just feeling like I have jaundice and that my heart's just going to stop. And I'm going to die point blank just because I drank so much, man. Like, if you could polish off an 18-pack, I didn't weigh a lot either. I weighed probably like 150. That is like a crazy amount of beer to be drinking. So anyways, I stopped drinking at like 26 years old and started to get my life back on track. I was just so sick of of living, how I was living. That makes sense. And uh, everything was was a dead end that I was doing, pretty much. Like, you just wake up. Like, you would wait for Friday to come around, and then you'd get hammered from Friday, Saturday. Sure, why not Sunday? And then you had, like, these shit-ass jobs that I would go hungover to, man. Like, I would have this job where I would deliver auto parts to stores and i was just so sick the job would start at 7 a.m and imagine like you just got done partying at like 1 a.m 2 a.m you were out at the bars and then you have to go (laughs) you have to go to a to a driving job what are you doing man what are you doing smashing that full beer can on your head made you retarded also, no, it was the poo plant that I grew up around and falling down the stairs. So there's just like a lot of events that led up to this and all that alcohol just drowning my my neurons in alcohol is probably not good. Just murdering everything. So I don't know, man. I was just sick and tired of living like that. So what did I do? What did I do? I really can't remember. I just like, I went full hiatus. Just stopped. I just stopped hanging out with my friends. I stopped drinking. Um, I think I got into a serious relationship. And sometimes, sometimes getting into a serious relationship can either fuel you for the best or fuel the nightmare and i'm sure everyone listening can attest to that like you it's so important that you find the right mate because dude how many times have we seen just like this chemical romance and and you're just like why the fuck are you two together and like when you're in it you i don't know what it is man but whenever you're in it you don't realize it Oh, it's not that bad. That's just us. That's just us, baby. That's just us. She puts me in a sleeper hold and 
The next morning, I'm making her breakfast again, you know. She tries to tear my ACLs out, and it's fine because, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to do fondue at 7 o'clock, play bingo at 8, maybe a little bit of life, watch Titanic, and then we'll call it a night, you know. People just get stuck, and people, we all are. When I'm saying people, I mean everyone. We're all afraid of change. Everyone likes being comfortable. God knows I do. I love being comfortable, man. Because with comfort, you can control that. You know what's going to happen. Same with failure. When you fail, you, you're kind of in charge of your own destiny. You don't have to keep performing. Like it never gets, it never becomes too much because you failed. And then you start looking for the justifications. You know, it's always, it's always something. It's always an external force. It's never, it's never on you. Like the accountability in this, in this country, I'm not sure the world, I can't speak for the world, but in this country alone is, it's pretty sad. There's no accountability. It's always, it's always something, man. And it was funny at golf today. I kept blaming, I kept blaming the course, but I was catching it. I was like, I, isn't it funny how it's always something? It's not me, man. It's not me taking accountability. I was playing with a, a guy that I didn't know. His name was Ian. Shout out to Ian if you ever listen to this. Um, he's a good dude. But I was like, are these holes like regulation size? Who the fuck cut these holes? This is ridiculous. The water's too like the grass is too slick. There's water on it. <laughs> just coming up with excuse after excuse but i was just kidding and and i would make it known i'm like dude isn't it funny how we always just blame some other shit some outside force and never take accountability but it's so true dude like if you do bad at work what's the first thing you go to oh my boss sucks and maybe it's true maybe it's true but then you could look for a new job right you can do things to to suppress that to get out of that It's just about being creative. You know, how bad do you want it? You have to want it. You have to want it like you're fucking underwater and drowning. Otherwise, you'll just become complacent. And just go through the motions until, you know, your health declines at an old age. And, you know, that's it. That's that. That's a wrap. So let's do it while we can. Damn it. Let's do it while we can. And take accountability, dude, because sometimes when you take that accountability, people will see that and new doors will open. People appreciate the accountability and people will maybe agree with you, but just to to like shut you the fuck up when you're when you're justifying stuff and blaming everyone else and other things. Maybe maybe people will be like supportive in that way and be like, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your, it's your boss. That, that sucks, dude. Yeah. You're right. And if you're just like taking accountability and be like, man, I need to get, like, I need to do better. I need to get my ducks in a row, my checks and balances, dude. I could have done better. Maybe someone will be like, yeah, this dude's got a good head on his shoulder. There's a lot of potential here. Maybe I'll offer them a job. Maybe I'll, I'll guide them the right way and let them know, what I've been doing because they seem susceptible to hearing outside information. Maybe they'll take it to heart and people will want to spend the extra time with you. You know, things aren't going to change if you're not changing anything. It's so fucking basic. 
It's like the most basic thing to say, but it's so fucking true, dude. And a lot of us don't make the change. So why would your life change? Write things down, man. Just write things that you want to be changed in your life. Because life is hectic as it is, man. You'll forget. Like if I don't write shit down, like, okay. So topics for this podcast and some jokes come into my mind, but they come into my mind at like 2 a.m., 2 a.m. or when I'm in the shower at like the most inconvenient time, okay? That's when shit pops into my head. And what I do, I've made it such a habit. I don't give a fuck what I'm doing. I don't care what time it is. I wake up if it's at 2 a.m. and I write it down on my phone. If it's in the shower, I dry off my hands real quick, grab my phone, type it down. It doesn't matter, dude. You just have to, and that's just like a, a real basic, you know, uh, example. But you can put that into your life with other things. You know, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. You gotta put in the work, man. And how many, how many motivational videos do you watch? I watch a ton, but nothing is going to get done if you don't put it into action. I'm telling you things that you, you already know. You already know this shit. You just have to do it, man. No one's going to come and do it for you. I, I used to smoke a lot of weed, dude, and I used to think that shit was just going to get delivered to me. Oh, man, I can't, I can't wait till that $30,000 check comes in. Why is a $30,000 check coming in? I don't know. Probably will, though. The world works out. <laughs> like that, Sometimes you, that's how you think, man. It's like, it's mental. Like everything... Everything is going to work out. Everything's just going to work out. And while I do believe that, but you have to do something though for it to work out. You have to put yourself out there. I, I, I'm so curious to what everyone's full potential could be. And I know we'll never get to see it out of everyone. But I really do wonder what everyone's full potential could be. Humans are some interesting things, man. Humans are, like, to say the least, some fucking go-getters when they want to be. When their life depends on it, like, if you're ki- if you have kids and your kids' life depend on it, like, you can get real fucking creative, right? You can get real creative and do things that you didn't know were possible if your life depended on it. Like, if you needed money, think about it. Like, crackheads. Crackheads in L.A. One second, I'm taking a drink off. On the unofficial sponsorship, Liquid Death. Ah, that's water. Okay, think about it. Crackheads in LA or wherever, doesn't just have to be LA, but when they need money, man, to get that fix, to get that crack, dude, they figure out ways to get money every single fucking day. They figure it out because they're so motivated because they're living like they are drowning. So if they were able to put those um, like aspirations toward a better place, like a better thing than smoking crack, <laughs> dude, they would be unstoppable. Because they are so creative and, and, and how they get money. Because they have to get money to stay alive. They have to. They have to get that next hit. That's kind of how I was for when I was taking, uh, what is it? Opioids. I was like, dude, I, like, I would get creative when I went to the doctor and make up these stories. 
and they would prescribe me, but I would get so creative. So I, like it exists in all of us, I'm sure. You just have to figure out, you have to channel it. Figure out what motivates you, channel it, write shit down. Try not to drink as much alcohol as I did, and I think you'll be all right. Look at that. 20 minutes comes and goes. Went by so fast. That's what she said. God damn. I love you guys. I appreciate you all for listening to me. (laughs) The ones that stick around, you have a wonderful sense of humor. Thank you for doing that. It's all about finding. I'm going to leave you with this. It's all about finding your audience. That's what this all comes down to, man. Finding your audience, finding your friends, finding like your click. Because I had some people reach out that were like, man, this is my type of comedy. Like the stuff you say is just so funny. And I have other people saying, what the fuck are you even saying, dude? This is a hard watch. This is cringe as fuck. So there's both sides of the spectrum. Always. It'll always be like that. Just because one person doesn't like it, obviously doesn't mean another person will like this because they will. You know, it's just not for some people and it's for some people. So find your group, find your crew, make sure you have uh, good people in your life and uh, you'll succeed. All right. Love you all. Thanks for listening. As always, peace out, everyone. Bye bye.